Combo Nation, we're here, man. We are here. Mic check. Is this mic on? <laughs> yeah, I think we're on, man. I am now. We are now Combo's Court. A part of the Prize Picks family. Supporting Prize Picks is a great way to support the show. Let me tell you more about Prize Picks. If you're not familiar with Prize Picks, let me tell you more about it. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. We are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. That's right, daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Prize Picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday. <laughs> Each Tuesday, Prize Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Prize Picks now offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account this football season. And when basketball season rolls around, I'll be displaying some of my picks, so make sure to follow me on Instagram for those. One, two, combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Go to Prize Picks and use code COMBO for a first deposit match up to $100. Shouts to Prize Picks, man. So happy to be part of the Prize Picks family. A great way to support the show is to support prize picks so go to prize picks and use code combo for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars and for all of your grooming needs go to manscaped.com you know the star of the show the lawn mower 4.0 go get your performance package i actually have in hand right now the crop reviver always vegan always paraben free always dye free cruelty free you cannot go wrong with Manscaped. Get 20% off Manscaped and free shipping with promo code COMBO20 at manscaped.com. That's right. For all your grooming needs, manscaped.com. Today's show, Deron Guidry, founder of Players TV, joins in to talk the landscape of sports media players tv and his vision plus much more just a fantastic conversation with just a fantastic conversation with deron gidry you can find deron on instagram at deron gidry that's d-e-r-o-n-g-u-i-d-r-e-y you know i'm on instagram at one two combo that's o-n-e-t-w-o-c-o-m-b-o intro music by luca beats let's get into it Gidry, founder of Players TV. How you feeling today? I actually saw you speak at InvestFest. It was phenomenal. Great work. How did that come about? Yeah, no, it was opportunity. Appreciate it, man. It was opportunity um, that came about with um, people from our, our PR team made it happen. And, and 
has to be a part of it. And some of our athletes came in and be a part of it as well. So it was a really um, special thing. It was a lot of people there, actually. It was pretty crazy. Yeah, it feels like, you know, from wherever you are in your career, it doesn't matter what you do, you're always trying to figure it out. Uh, we even see, like, Diddy, he was speaking. He's still trying to figure it out, right? But, you know, especially in sports media, I feel like it's such an evolving place right now. Like, things are changing so fast. What made you want to jump into it back in 2020? Yeah, great question. Um, look, I, I think that um, there was a, a opportunity when I had the idea just as 18, there was an idea of like seeing athletes creating their own production companies. And, and, and there's there like this unspoken war between media and athletes happening. And, and, and you have Players Tribune, you got Uninterrupted. All things were happening because mainstream media was just not being fair to the athletes. Still say they're not being fair still today at the end of the day, right? So, but um, that was one um, motivation factor. But also, you know, as a fan, I felt like athletes should have their own network. Like the Golf Channel was founded by Arnold Palmer, you know, and and, and BET was founded by Bob Johnson and Revolt had had Diddy. And, and um, um, I thought there was an opportunity where athletes should be part of their ownership of their own TV network. And um, which was inspired in part of the blueprint, no pun intended, Jay-Z, when he created title. You know, um, it was artist owned. He brought the artists together to bring the music to title first before Spotify gets it. And then I was inspired in part by that opportunity to bring the, the athletes together in that same capacity, but around content, media and distribution. How do you see sports media changing? I mean, I talked actually about this with Rashad and Troy on my podcast. Like there was a lot of layoffs at ESPN. What did that tell you about where this is all going? Well, I, look, I think ESPN is, is you know, they're subject to um, buying live sports rights and everything, which is very expensive. So when you are, you know, I'll, I'll break it down real quickly. So when you're a, a cable network, right, uh, who's your who's your provider? Who do you have for cable? Optimum. Optimum. So Optimum is part of Altice. So they, ESPN gets $9 a month off your cable bill every month. ESPN does. People don't realize that. So, uh, ESPN is a very expensive channel that's having to be carried by DirecTV, Optimum, you know, um, Dish, Spectrum, Comcast, you name it. So ESPN is getting $9 off of 100 million paid cable customers. Nice. Right? Good for them. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so that's in the billions, right? So this is why you see NBA athletes and, and, and athletes from other sports can pay big contracts. You keep hearing that TV deal. They say, oh, the TV revenue is not based off advertising revenue. It's coming from, you know, ESPN saying, hey, we're going to put a $20 billion TV deal on the table for the NBA along with Turner Sports combined $24 billion. That creates the, the cap of what guys can get paid on their contracts now. So, so we as fans are paying for this, these live sports at the end of the day. So when people are cutting their cable cords now and going to more streaming television, ESPN is losing subscribers now. So they're losing a hundred million paid customers, subscribers at $9. And now they're getting, now they're making $9 off 70 million paid customers now. Right. So when you get paid $9 off 70 million paying customers and you're budgeted, you know, in the billions on rights and everything, you're already upside down. So you have to go lay off staff, lay off people because 
you don't you can't afford the rights. And that's why, you know, Bob Iger at Disney right now is trying to offload ESPN because it's too expensive. And you're going to, you know, you're going to have Amazon. I'm going to be able to predict here. I think you're going to have Amazon or Apple gonna buy ESPN. So you think right now, do you think live sh- sports goes to streaming soon? I mean, I, Hulu does it. I mean, what, what are your thoughts on that? And would you like to see live sports on players TV? Yeah. So good question. So I think we will start watching live sports in a different way now. Um, I think that um, live sports will be on streaming. I think that we'll be watching it on the Peacocks and the, the, the Amazons and whatever it may be. But you know, also ask yourself now as a consumer, would you rather watch your live sports on Amazon Prime Video where you can actually watch a documentary alongside of it if you want to or watch a live game or toggle through? First, you have to go to eight different platforms, log out uh, Amazon, go to your cable provider, watch it there. So we as consumers want convenience now. And we have Amazon, who's a trillion-dollar market cap company, who did, I think last year, I think Amazon did um, – 300 billion in revenue with a B mm-hmm. 300 billion in revenue ESPN did 20 something 30 20 something billion dollars in revenue so uh, alone Amazon has the power along with Apple to be able to go you know uh NBA we want a 75 billion dollar TV deal and you're gonna start seeing guys getting paid five years 380 million next year but they get crazy you know so um so yes I think you can watch live sports on streaming and then on the um players tv we would never get into live sports we want, we want to continue to be the the lifestyle cultural angle of athlete lifestyle and culture content you know um you know having your podcast on there talking about you know the the the, the life of an athlete and 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 and, and, and fans and that's what fans want to see it's like the guys in a much more humanized way and girls in a humanized way versus you know them in uniforms you know i, I think that is you know, look at Damian Lillard got 10 million Instagram followers and then Portland Trailblazers got 2 million, right? Yeah. Fans care about more about Dame than the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah. I mean, players, podcasts, um, do you feel like that's the future? I mean, we already see it, obviously, with Draymond, you know. Uh, Paul George. Uh, yeah, Paul George. He's he's actually great. He, he's actually like a natural. Like, he makes the game look effortless from a podcaster and from a player. He's so relaxed and chill. Yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah. it's like a natural feel, like. When you hear a bad conversation, like you could feel it being cringeworthy. And what he does is like the opposite of that. That's why I love him. But do you see more player related content in more long form, like p- player podcast becoming the future of media? But I do also think like media members will always have their job in the same sense, right? Because during the season, it's hard for a player to focus 100% on media when they are, have these tough schedules. There is a lot of downtime, but they have those schedules as well. Yeah. So look, athlete driven content is going nowhere. Right. It's here to stay forever. It's 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 um, the data shows that the fans love hearing these stories, love connecting with the athlete one to one, versus having some reporter telling their story, telling their narrative, telling telling the outcome, whatever it may be, and, and not knowing. You know, players are players are more players are the source, and then mainstream media is more of like according to my sources, you know, and and I think that right there alone is a losing proposition for a long time. That's not sustainable because. I really hear from Paul George to hear the Kobe story, what Kobe told him versus hearing from Stephen A. Smith that doesn't know he's heard from the great blind, uh, what, what, what Kobe told Paul George, but he's basing it off the cousin, the homie, the sister, the brother. It may not even be accurate at the end of the day. Right. So I think that, um, 
you know, they need clicks. They, as in mainstream media, need clicks. And athletes are more like, yo, we just want to build a community with our fans and our athletes who support us at the top, who support us, you know, who's riding with us. And we want to be able, be able to bring them the content in a much more authentic um, um, uh, authentic basis, per se, versus just trying to be, you know, another outlet over here who's trying to get clicks. Yeah, to play devil's advocate, do you believe like it's hard for a player to have an unbiased approach towards the game? Because, you know, I had Woody Page on the pod and he was talking about how you weren't even supposed to be a fan back in the day, right? Now you could be a fan and be in media, but do you think it's possible for players to keep it unbiased, especially when they are playing their sport at the current moment? In regards to towards mainstream media or to other athletes? So what they're telling their fan base, right? I, I guess it doesn't matter at the end of the day, right? Like it's just from their perspective and that's what the fans want to see at the end of the day. They don't care if it's unbiased or not. Yeah. I think it's their point of view. It's their POV. It's, 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 um, it's, it's you have some athletes keeping it real. They'll say, Hey, I don't rock with that dude over there. You know, I'll mess with that. athlete. Keep it real. <laughs> you, have, you have some athletes saying I don't rock with Stephen A. Smith at the end of the day. You know, at the end of the day, Stephen A. Smith, like, it's like, yo, like you lunching your own, you know, I'll be real. He's lunching his own podcast right now because he saw what McAfee just got. Yeah. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, hence to why he always goes on. He as in Stephen A. Smith always goes on an athlete podcast when the athlete calls his out. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, I'm going to get permission. I'm going to go on that show for my boss to go on that show. He's really building his own brand along the way because he knows it's going to create awareness, attention to bring eyeballs back to him. So I'll calculate. It's so crazy because now he's doing this whole thing with T.O. And I know obviously like T.O. said something to him that really triggered him at the moment. But that's getting more attention than his sports takes at the moment, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. And, and, that's, and that's the thing is like he has to look. He has to do things that's going to bring awareness back to ESPN and bring awareness back to him at the end of the day. It drives eyeballs, drives revenue. Revenue solves all problems, right? So I think that um, right now, you know, he's built his career off doing debate takes, right? That's that's his career. So I, I think that, um, you know, that's his lane. Um, and, and I think the athletes over here, is more of their lane, but the athletes has the ability to discredit mainstream media news reporting. You mentioned Pat McAfee, and it's interesting with him is everybody looks at the dollars that he's making, but what people aren't talking about is that he actually is funding his own show at the moment, right? Like with that money, do you see that as the future where there's less like first take sports center you know, brick and border and everybody's just kind of producing their own thing. Like I even heard like Cam and Mace talking that they put money into that, right? Like they almost flipped it. Like they put a certain amount of money into it. They made the production pretty nice. And then they sold it at the end of the day or whatever they did um, to get that deal. Now they're in Vegas doing their thing. But do you see more of less brick and border and just people producing their own content, big companies paying them to produce what, even though it's on their own? Yeah. So Look, so Pat McAfee, he got a big deal. Yeah. Okay. Like, but that was a safe investment for ESPN because Pat McAfee already has the data, the viewers, the subscribers in a community and audience built to the point where if I'm ESPN 
I can offer him a five-year, $80 million deal because I know I can go sell his ad inventory on his YouTube channel at a premium level. I'll break it down for your, for your listeners and viewers. So, so look, ESPN gives him five years, $80 million, right? But his, his, Instagram, his YouTube is doing close to 80 to 100 million views a month, right? So you're in an advertising game. You know, you can sell to an advertiser, you know, $25 to $35 CPM. What that means is that's per 1,000 views, right? So ESPN is saying, hey, I'm going to give you $80 million over five years, but in return, we're going to sell your ad inventory to recoup our money now, right? So if you have 100 million ad impressions, right, you do the math. So that's $1 million. So that's $35 per 1,000 views. So if you're doing 100 million views a month, ESPN is making their money back in times 10, right? So that was a, that was, that's why they had, they laid people off that didn't have the audience, didn't have the community, just had the name. But Pat McAfee had a monetizable asset that ESPN can be like, yo, Get his man eighty million dollars. We're gonna we're gonna make one hundred fifty million dollars off him. That is interesting. And do you feel companies? I mean, you're a founder. You're a CEO of Players TV. Do you look at talent and is it just like, oh, these numbers make sense? Let's plug them into our platform. Oh, or maybe he doesn't have the views yet, but we really believe in his talent. How do you feel about that? And how do you go about that? Yeah, good question. So. Um, I think mainstream media wants the talent plus audience. Um, hence to why certain guys get shows greenlit on Netflix and ESPN because ESPN is like, yo, this guy has 50 million followers, so we can convert 1% of his audience at five bucks a month. We're making money, right? So, so um, at Players TV, we care about all athletes. If the content's great, the documentary is great, if the script is great, if the narrative is great, like let's be your partner and create it in your narrative out of in your authentic way. So that, that way you're happy with the product and we can distribute that content around the world for you. Which players are you really excited about that you have on players TV? Um, and tell me, please tell us about some upcoming projects that you have. Well, I have some great partners. <laughs> I have, um, <laughs> Some of the biggest names in the world, you know, we have about 60 athletes now. We have, um, you know, Kyrie Irving, Chris Paul, Damian Lillard, Carmelo Anthony, um, King Griffey Jr., Travis Kelsey. Um, um, man, it's it's a lot. It's, it's, a, it's a lot of athletes. If I forgot somebody, please forgive me. But um, um, we have um, Shanae from ESPN. They said about all their projects they have in production right now for their own production companies. Um, so really, um, I'm just very grateful for their partnership and supporting this, this vision of this company because we can, we're all building this together at the end of the day. So, um, one of the projects, uh, with DeAndre Jordan that I'm excited about, uh, is called Vino Talk. Uh, we just, uh, announced it, um, uh, at Brand Week in Miami last week. Um, it's a wine show and sitting down conversations over wine. Uh, and it was sponsored by Prisoner Wine and, um, it's just great talks, man. Some of the guests we had on there is Coco Jones from Fresh Prince. Um, we had um, – she's a singer as well. 
DJ Tay James, which is uh, Justin Bieber's DJ. Um, okay. We have um, uh, JaVel McGee on there, Chris Paul on there. Um, just some great people on the show. Um, they're just talking about life, culture, sports, business. Um, again, stuff you do over wine with your friends. Great conversations. So, so talent could so talent could actually be on one of the more traditional platforms and on your platform at the same time, right? Absolutely. We want we want athletes to be able to still, you know, if hey, if ESPN want to give you five million dollars for your show, so be it. Take the money, hundred percent, because that means that means our business model is working at the end of the day, right? And and our main focus is real simple. We want to provide distribution to all our athletes' content on a global scale. And we want to be able to allow them to monetize their content while we're distributing their content so they can remain and retain ownership of their content. That's our model. And do you see a place where fans could actually make money watching Players TV? Fans? Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. Um, so not watching, but we just made an announcement recently um, that we – um, so Players TV was the first ever athlete-owned media company. And about three weeks ago, we made a big announcement that Players TV became the first ever athlete-fan-owned media company. So now fans can now invest in Players TV. So playerstv.com slash invest. And, you know, a little as $500, people can become an owner in the company, a shareholder in the company. Um, and, you know, we've already on pace to do it. We're on pace to raise $5 million. Um, and... It's amazing now fans can be part of the ownership now. That's really dope. That 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 that's really dope because you know in Europe, soccer teams are like that. And the fans feel like they're actually a part of it, which makes it so great. Yeah. So that's what we're doing, man. Just doing some things that are really different, you know? Um, and that's what we're trying to do here. Great stuff. You're always welcome back on the show. Where can we find you on Instagram? Um, you know, you got highlights of you hooping. You got players, TV stuff. <laughs> we we want to see all of that. So where can we find you on Instagram and anywhere on social media? Yeah, so you can follow uh, our company page on Instagram, uh, at Players TV. Uh, and then also my personal Instagram is uh, at uh, Deron Guidry, D-E-R-O-N-G-U-I-D-R-E-Y, at Deron Guidry uh, on um, Instagram as well. So, uh, yeah, man, thanks for having me, man. I love what you're doing. And um, you had a long career in this, man. I like, I like it. <laughs> Appreciate you, bro. You're always welcome back on the show and talk soon. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. There it was. Another episode of Combo's Court is in the books. Big shouts to Deron for joining in. We appreciate you. Combo Nation. A great way to support this podcast is to support Prize Picks. Combo's Court is now part of the Prize Picks family. Go to Prize Picks and use code Combo for a first deposit match up to $100. Be on the lookout for episode 510 Combo out.